yesterday afternoon as I was sitting in front of my computer to prepare this Easter homily. I went back to review some past homilies to see if I could come up with a good opening line, because that's key. But in the interest of full disclosure, the rest of the material is new. And this is the line I found from two years ago for my Easter homily. On this day, when we speak of an empty tomb, our churches and chapels are full. Stop right there. <laughs> I've no intent to make light of our current situation and it is so good that a number of us can assemble for this Easter liturgy, knowing, as Sister Melanie said, that we are still in communion with those who cannot be present among us. Knowing that there is still an emptiness in our places and in our hearts. But isn't life interesting, frustrating, and in its own strange way, mysterious. When Mary and then Peter and John burst upon the tomb, it was still dark, the Gospel says, and even more surprising, the tomb was empty. All they found there were the burial cloths rolled up and placed to the side. Those burial cloths that had bound him. Perhaps it was reminiscent of Lazarus stumbling from the grave in obedience to Jesus' shout. His burial cloths still wrapped tightly around him and his friend Jesus greeted him with the words that amazed the bystanders, unbind him, let him go free. My friends, Easter is the feast of the unbound. It is a statement about the end of confinements. The Son of Man, now footloose in the universe, is contrasted very soon with the disciples who huddled and locked themselves, isolated themselves in the upper room, unsure and unbelieving. To prove that the day of locked doors was over, Jesus appeared in the midst of them and didn't even knock. Their response to the unbound one was to open the doors and to rush into the Pentecostal world of many languages to the ends of the earth. 
they moved from a crowded hiding place to the corners of the world to touch the mystery of Easter is to push past the established boundaries, the barriers of comfort, and the practices of predictability. Until the resurrection, death was the final boundary. And yet, it is not death that dies on Easter. Rather, it is the bondage of death, the power that death in its many forms over life, life when it is broken. But if we let it, the brute reality of death subtly but surely becomes the pervasive colors of life. What Christ freed us from was death's grip, not its actuality. We've known, we've heard a lot about death this past year, and we are still anxious about being faced with the possibility that it lurks in the corners of our world. We have been made to feel as though the tomb of the gospel is a raw symbol that binds us and holds us. Like anxiety or isolation, physical distance, emotional uncertainty. But it was that very emptiness that created an astonishing resurgence in the life of the disciples the disciples that are, that are our ancestors when it comes to being unbound and free and full of hope. So this is the question that the risen Christ leaves to his followers. If the chains of death are broken, can any chains remain? The hope that Christians celebrate on Easter is not only that a new and transformed experience awaits them, awaits us, but that the multiple bondages that dominate our present lives can be broken. Whatever holds life back within us is not permanent. Nothing that would hold us bound is unredeemable by the power of Christ. Personal prisons of all kinds of people, of drugs, booze, the exploitation of others, the social confinements of war, economic subjection, poverty, they've all been given notice. They are counter to the intentions of the ultimate purpose of human life. And no matter how devastating their current power is, 
they will not last. The Christian task is to bury them in the very tomb that Christ broke out of. God revealed to us the other side of death so that we might live more creatively and courageously on this side. The resurrection does not mean that we pine for eternity, but that we turn to the struggles of this time with renewed energy. Hope in life after death means freedom in life before death. If we recall the ending of Mark's Gospel, he tells us that the women who arrived at the tomb and saw the stone rolled away ran from the tomb because they were, Mark says, frightened out of their wits. We might have thought they would have been jumping for joy. There is a way in which the fear of death is nothing compared to the fear of resurrection. Death is predictable. Resurrection is a different reality altogether. Boundaries are broken and whatever binds us or holds us back is no more. So we live in a mystery. We can't define it. That doesn't mean we can't approach it. We did not expect it, and it's one that we do not control. And that's true whether it is a virus or the challenges of being Christ-like every day, all the time. This is unsettling, but it is the Christian adventure. Easter is the celebration of the unbound, and the unknown. But it is a feast of personal and social hope. Like the stone of Jesus' tomb that was pushed away, we are called to push back the darkness, to be like a pillar of wax. Whatever form that darkness takes, because of this day, we live in the light of the risen Christ, free of all that binds up our spirits, free to fill the emptiness with the fullness of the astonishing love of God. My friends, that's the message of Easter. It seems incredible, doesn't it? But it's true.